Hello and welcome back to Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the post-Christmas episode with me, Jareth Regan, and... Me, Tina Regan. (laughs) As you don't know our podcast already, it's all about helping you with this challenge of raising kids. I am a stand-up comedian and Tina is, of course, a child development expert with more than 20 years of experience in the business. Tina, it's not about waving the finger, is it? It's about accepting that there's a load of ways to do this and looking at the experience you have to see if you can help people who email in. Yeah, there's absolutely zero judgment here and everyone does it their own way. At the end of the day, you have to do what suits your family. And I'm just here to try and help them get to that point. Well, let's get straight to question one then. Question number one comes in from a really concerned parent. She says, hi, both. We love the podcast here in my house. My son is three. He's very extroverted, high energy, funny and warm. He also can be very defiant and try to deliberately hurt others or throw toys. He refuses to do what he's asked sometimes and tries to run off when we're in public places. Now, that's a bit scary. He is very noisy and loves to be active. Up until now, we've used short timeouts, standing facing the wall for 30 to 60 seconds, accompanied by a parent as a consequence for trying to hurt someone, but haven't really implemented other disciplinary consequences for other offences. We occasionally try If you do that again, we won't go swimming today, slash you won't get any TV time later, those type of threats. But we find it hard to find ones that work well for us, as typically following through messes up our day as much as We try to praise the good behaviour, which has helped him be more gentle with his younger siblings. But that is still definitely a work in progress. Sometimes he's just sneaky. (laughs) and how he hurts him and it can be like a subtle push would really appreciate any advice and how do we get the balance right between not letting our kid become bratty and bold but also having an unrealistic expectations or being too hard on him this is a big concern for loads Mm -hmm. of parents it is obviously really important that he learns to do what he's told but also he's only three My sense is that we need to tighten up on the timeouts and make the ground rules really clear to him and hold him firm. But it's just hard to know exactly where to start with that. A brilliant email because, let's Mm -hmm. face it, Tina, so many people are in this boat after Christmas. Yeah. When they are just... They've just come from topsy-turvy land, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And you know what I love about this email? The way she describes her child. Like, that is my favourite type of child. Yeah, <laughs> Those spirit. are the kids I love working with because they're just full of sass, full of energy, full of happiness, full of life. And uh, it's hard to parent those kids. I mean, you get to enjoy them when they're not your own children, but uh, uh, it's hard to parent those kids. And um, this guy is doing a lot of things that, you know, are causing that mom concern i mean she mentioned i think the most dangerous behavior any child can do is the running running away in public running away in public is just not safe and that is just heartache for the mom and it's just stress every time you leave the house you can't trust your child yeah and more often than not you go we won't leave yeah well yeah and i mean you limit your activities because you're so afraid what he might do now she has a younger child too so it's not like she's just 
available to be completely on this kid the whole time. And um, I was remembering while you were reading that out that we had a runner too. Like Mikey used to run off and we had to bring in the harness. Do you remember? Um, and it was yeah. like, I was so embarrassed to have to use the harness, but I was like, I have no option. And really, as a parent, you have to think, my responsibility is to keep you safe. And it's actually okay to say that to your child. It's okay to say, my job is to keep you safe. I cannot keep you safe if you don't do what you're told. That's why you have to listen. Explain the harness for those that don't know. The harness is... It sounds like some sort of sex toy. (laughs) Oh, my God. the harness out, darling. Oh, I know. It's Saturday night. Well, there's a few different versions, isn't there? Because some of them are bags. You put a backpack on your child and they think they're wearing a backpack, but really they're on a lead. So it's reins or a lead yeah. for your kid. And, and people have those, issues with this. Those bags didn't work for us because then you yoink, you end up yoinking your child a lot, which is awful yeah. because when they run, they run fast and you end up yoinking them back mm. and they're like, well, and you just look like an awful parent who's totally out of control. But I actually love the harness because with the harness, the child normally hates wearing them. Like he hated it. That's yeah, demeaning. So it's enough to just show them, I'm bringing it. Don't make me tap the harness. <laughs> no, but I'm bringing this. And right. I'm telling you right now, if you run off, the harness goes on because I can't trust you. But if you hold my hand and do what you're told, you don't need to wear it. I kind of can't believe that you're recommending the harness, but I guess it's the but extreme. Sure. But it, it, that is an extreme, extreme behavior. It yeah. is dangerous. It is dangerous. You have to be able to trust your child. I mean... In the classroom, we say that all the time. Anytime we're going on a school trip, I mean, think about it. 33-year-olds oh bringing them to the farm. 33. 30, oh. 33-year-olds. <laughs> Did I say it like that? My big... <laughs> my God. I, I remember don't... being 33 in... You're so mean. It, it's a very difficult age for a lot of Irish people. <laughs> you know, 33-year-olds when you're I just don't hear myself England. saying, not saying my THs, but when I was working in England, the little... But you also had a speech impediment as a kid, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well... That you overcame. Yeah. I didn't have a TH. But, but like, that's part I of I grew this, up in Navin. So. <laughs> I grew up in Navin. That's but my speech that, impediment. That itself is an impediment. <laughs> yeah, that's my speech impediment. But um, you're, you're taking 33-year-olds <laughs> for a day out. I have no idea how you're doing this. <laughs> and you, you have to have a circle about how we're putting a lot of trust and faith in you guys. And if you run off, that's it. Um, you know, you can't come. So for weeks, you have to practice bringing them for walks around the schoolyard and, you know, around the building and mm-hmm. just building that trust and knowledge of you don't let go of our hands. You stay in the group. I mean, the poor mom. But there's a lot more going on here. Yeah. Let's get back to the email, right? Specifically. Yeah. Because what so, she's describing is a really spirited kid who she yeah, loves. He sounds so much fun. Just a bit of crack. Yeah, he sounds great fun. He does. But there's a few behaviors that are causing her concern. And it, like, I love the fact that she's talking about ground rules. Definitely, she needs to pick what are the rules in the house? And she does need to stick to them. Mm. It is very funny when she said how, you know, their follow through isn't good because they're putting the consequences or things they don't want to follow mm. through on themselves. And that's something we all have to learn as parents. Achievable consequences are so important. Keep it small. As long as you follow through on it, the kid has learned their lesson. And hopefully the next time warning them and reminding them, remember the last time now when I gave you a warning, you didn't listen. And then we have to do it. That can be enough. Yeah. With the consequence, though, you have to, no matter what they've done, you got to come down to their level and give them a chance. Mm. you got to give them a warning and say, that is not okay what you did. Here's what's going to happen next. Yeah, if, if you, you do, do it, it again, again, I'm going to give you a chance because mommy loves you and I trust you. But if you choose to do that again, then you are going to have to have this happen. I really believe the warning is important because mm. that can, first of all, the kids oh, kind of shout. Oh my God, I'm not actually in trouble. I'm just being told. 
cop on, you know? Yeah. And so I think I and love it's that. Fair. It's really fair. What's not fair is putting a three-year-old on a timeout. Yeah. I hate to say it because I know she's using that technique. Yeah. And I don't want to judge her for it, but I'm so against timeouts. I just really? don't like them. For children under the age of six, they don't know why they're there. Yeah. They've completely forgotten. They're sitting on the set yeah. going, I wish I could remember why I'm in trouble. And if they're accompanied by a parent. I think the accompanying by a parent just means it's even extra confusing. It's more attention. Because they must be so worrying because they must be thinking, this is so weird that my my parent has to stay with me because they're not sure about it either, you know? Yeah. So you're against timeouts. I just don't like timeouts at all. Devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Coming mm-hmm. out of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just keeping an eye on where people are at right now. Yeah. Probably listening to this, the first chance they've got, the kids yeah, have come back to school and they're breathing yeah. out. And they've probably thought, yeah, I had to do a few timeouts. Oh, I would I never had judge. No option. I Tina. would never judge a person for doing it. Come on, Jar. I've done a timeout with Mikey. Mm. Not when he was small. Yeah. But I, I think after six, they can comprehend what it is. But I would never judge a mother for putting it. Yeah. I just think they're useless. I just think that child does not know why they're there. They're useless, and oh, and actually, they cause so upset, so much upsetment. And at Even that age, in terms of just. Putting a full stop on but the you know end of whatever the hell is just gone down. A much better tool is just distraction. Much better tool. If your child is doing something and they're only three years old and you need to get them to change their state and stop it, much easier option, give them a sponge with suds in it and say, wipe the table. Give them a, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but this I'm works. not. Give them a sweeping brush and say, I really need your help sweeping the floor. Give them a mat and the, you know, let them bang it off the wall outside and get the dust out. Give them a job. Distract them with an activity, a job, something that's purposeful. So they're actually helping you like empty the dishwasher, put these glasses away. Just distract them with something. Putting a child who's doing something really crazy and something that they were told not to do and they're only three years old. You put a wet sponge in their hand and ask them to wash the table. They're going to be laughing and smiling and happy two minutes later. And when they finish the activity, you are going to be able to sit down with a calm three-year-old and talk about why it was unacceptable what they did with avoiding a massive tantrum. Let me throw this at you, Tina. This is a great answer and I hope it's helping. Well, I'm sure it it sounds impossible, but it does work. Is it possible that some of the behaviors that they're seeing with this Mm three-year-old were cute when they were two? Yeah, but also there's a baby now, so they don't have as much time to enjoy these kind of rascally behaviors. Sure, but what my point is, is that don't we all as parents have to think when it comes to behaviors that we kind of giggle at into our sleeve that our kid is doing Mm. because it's so cute. Yeah. We have to kind of pull back and go, is this going to be cute in two years time? Mm, That's hard to do at the time, though. Also, it's a really... It's a really tough time for a child at this age. Three. Two and three. They're in this really sensitive period of needing things done a certain way. In Montessori, we call it a sensitive period of order. But it's really true. They need, they'll often have tantrums about, you know, where putting their coat on or um, their books not being the way they like them or my bag's not supposed what's to be. What's that about? Like, what, tell me about the theory of that. What is it that you're saying that there's a period in a child's life when they're yeah. more sensitive to the order of things? Yeah, they're more sensitive. Let me see. They're more sensitive to how they think 
things should be. And this is a recognized theory. Yeah, and how it makes sense to them. There is a passage in Maria Montessori's book, because when she used to observe all these children and trying to figure out her, her method, where a child is with his mom and he is having this complete meltdown and the mom cannot figure it out. And Maria Montessori is watching them and then she realizes, oh, I know what it is. The mom was walking but carrying her coat over her arm. But to the child at that age... Coats go on Coats, backs. you need to wear them. Yeah. And, and when this Maria Montessori approached this mother and said, put the coat on and see what happens. And the child was fine. It just, it's very hard as a parent to understand, but mm. they have this unbelievable desire for things to be perfect. And it's also why a lot of parents, because we're so aware of autism now, see their kids lining up cars and doing, you know, grading their pencils in color and they're worried. Mm. But actually it's, it's quite it's, normal it's for your child to want things a certain way in this age. So yeah. it's also why they can be very unreasonable. I know. In our opinion. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. That you yeah. can just be like, you're being a little tool. Uh, yeah. The bananas are going in the bowl with the oranges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you like it or not? It's why they can be, and we think they're unreasonable, but for them, they're just like, oh, this doesn't make sense, you know? Tina, you have gotten back to this mom as you do on yeah. all of the emails. I say this all the time. Honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail.com is the way to contact the show. And Tina will always get back to you with a strategy. And if it doesn't work, you come back to her. She'll come back to you yeah. again. And what I said to this mom was, this child needs more warning. I say this all this time, all the time. He just needs to know what's coming. I, I told her next. about the now and next approach or this and then. Yeah. And I said to her, you just need to explain what the day is going to be and when you're going somewhere tell him what's expected of him mm -hmm. i told her your ground rules brilliant get them clear with you and your husband stay on the same page maybe drop the timeouts mm. uh, um, but if they're working for them keep them as long as it's not causing too much anxiety i said about the harness you gotta wear that that's just not safe and i also told her as well to talk about feelings more and what's acceptable behavior and what isn't and mm -hmm. uh, hopefully it's a bit of a help to her, but I also told her not to worry too much. He just sounds like mm. a lot of three-year-olds I've seen. And it's hard yeah, when and you're going if we're going to finish up this question around the, the, the outro from Christmas, mm. parents start to panic. We've spoiled them over yeah. Christmas. We're trying to row it all back and they start to go, we're not doing it next year yeah. and I'll never yeah, well, make that mistake again. We, yeah, that's some parents feel really taken for yeah. granted. It's right. a and, hard and one understandably, to, it's a hard one to juggle, really, because you're giving them everything. You want loads of praise and you want loads of gratitude. Mm, Sometimes they don't know that you have done so much for them. Yeah, they think they've earned it for themselves yeah, and there's someone yeah. else that they need to yeah, be grateful, grateful to. to. They also are really smart and they're thinking, well, oh, wasn't actually that good. Well, this might be the most asked question that we received over this past weekend. Mm. Whereas filming my new stand-up special, Jarzilla in Liberty Hall Theatre. It was fantastic. Thank you, everybody who came along. It's so much it, fun. Loads of people coming up asking, actually, to our faces, what do we do now that we've spoiled our kids? Oh, my God. I was not expecting it. I was See, not. Ex it was the funniest bit of the weekend. I have a weekend of all jokes, but the funniest bit of the weekend was your inability to accept that people were coming up <laughs> and saying, 
I love your podcast to Tina. Yeah. I love it. I lap it up. I'm like, keep going. Tell me more positive things about me. I, was, I didn't like, know what me. to say. Someone asked to take their picture with me. And I said, I was like, are you taking a piss in a me? <laughs> and they were like, no. And then it was so awkward. I said, I was like, why would you want a picture with It's a really good sign. Yeah. Well, I'm very grateful. Oh, my God. I was so grateful. I just mm. wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And you all. also kind of, and the first time it happens, you don't know what to say. You're like, good. Thanks. Yeah. And you, well, you know what happened to me, though, Jerry? I'm trying to remember things I've said on the podcast. I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, what have I said? These people know so much about me. Yeah. Jim, felt very you exposed. do have an issue with your short term memory, though. Yeah, I do. I yeah. Do. I, do. And I do. That's why we've been going out for so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always joke about that, but I. People are always like, well, how do you guys do it? And I'm like, well, I don't remember half the stuff we do. So it works out great. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> when you said that now and next stuff in the beginning of the show, I was like, this sounds a lot like our relationship. <laughs> Jar, if you do that again, <laughs> I'm giving you warning now. Do that again. There's going to be no basketball for the rest of the week. <laughs> and then I go and sulk in my room for a bit. How do you unspoil yeah, your Yeah, this kid? is That's what people kept asking. Like lots of people kept coming up saying how first of all Jarla had done a joke about surviving Christmas yeah so everyone had related to that yeah and I feel like when the show was over they were like oh Tina's here maybe we can ask her for help <laughs> but isn't it so funny that it was well it was nice that people were able to come up yeah, directly uh, and ask it yeah it was lovely I'm not uh, it was lovely I was just I was just so surprised don't worry about it I think it's it's pretty normal we're only 15 episodes into this yeah this thing and it's great to have topped the charts at Christmas thanks yeah, to you guys that was so cool actually I was so happy that made me so happy way happier than I should have so thank you guys so much and then, and meeting these people who listen to the show we've got the nicest listeners ever yeah, even if you were like are you taking the business yeah I'm worried that I uh, might have offended you the didn't. person I said right. that to you <laughs> then sat down after that and yeah. actually wrote down the strategies yeah. that you've seen over the years of working with kids that can bring them back from the edge of this. Yeah. And uh, also. Ratty, selfish, I'm the king of the world scenario and, that they find themselves in. And what's really interesting is that everyone seems to be talking about this right now. Okay. There are so many articles written like in the last week about actually the detrimental effects of how spoiling your child can turn your children into these just awful humans. Monsters. And I was reading them going, oh my God, this is just, this is a lot. But then I was like. Yeah, I mean, they said that the, I have a list here of what it says, a checklist of how to know if your child is completely spoiled. Let's go through these as he, takes says, a, as he loosens his collar. <laughs> well, the number one, we all know this one. Your child does not respect you. The second one, blames others for his own mistakes. Ooh. I think that's a really scary one because you kind of take that one as, uh, mm. you don't worry about that one too much. Doesn't take no for an answer. Yeah. That, that would be, that's clear to me. Your child doesn't respect you. They don't listen to what you told you. They sure, don't I have something to add to this when we get through this. Okay. Go ahead. Has an insatiable appetite for everything he fancies. Okay, so never happy with what mm, he has or she has. More. Always wanting more. Okay, that's, mm, uh, yeah. Mm. Throws tantrums too often. Yeah. Mm. Like, how is that even I on the list? I think any that's tantrums affect that. Well, I don't know. Some, like, you can't, well, no child is perfect. just because you throw tantrums. <laughs> Sorry, that's a don't terrible come allowed. Sure, I'm allowed one tantrum a week. What? I do not throw tantrums. You don't, but like I don't think tantrums are acceptable at all. No, but I mean. He throws too many tantrums. Like, 
You shouldn't yeah. have allow your kid to be but your child throwing things on the no, ground. Your child can't be screaming. perfect. They're learning. They're in a state of learning. Of course, they're going to have the odd tantrum. Uh, instructs so you on how to do things. Ooh, that's a real sassy child. Kind of a know-all. Know-all, yeah. Acutely insensitive to other people's needs and emotions. It's right, so, so lack of empathy is so <laughs> Lack, this is all from getting them too many presents <laughs> at Christmas. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, sharing is not in their vocabulary. Well, okay. I can think of you. It's like that not. What was the about. one you wanted to add? There isn't fear. You don't oh. want your kid fearing you. But there has to be a certain element of, oh, I better not do that. Yeah. Or my mom will kill me. As much as we lived in fear of, whether it the was wooden the wooden spoon. spoon or being sent to your room. Or being humiliated. Our parents didn't mind humiliating oh, us in public. front of friends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, like... No. But the fear element, its a, I wanted to put that to you because you definitely don't want to rule with an iron fist. But the oh, consequences well, have to be real. But that's why consequences have to be consistent. Your child's not going to fear you, Jar, Charlotte Regan. When yes. you don't see through the consequences that do you lay Do I not out. do that? I don't think you do it all the time, no. When Sorry. have I, what, and what kind of threats are we talking about that I make that are idle? All of them. Like, you know the way you, when you do no, it. No, you, so this is a classic <laughs> uh, argument between me and Tina. Give me a specific example. I don't do uh, All the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the other way. This is, this is like in the stereotype of the, the gender roles here. It's usually, and she's able to pull up some example from reckon six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> you were always the one where you're like, uh, I don't have specific examples, but it's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not all the time, but sometimes you can say something and then it's so obvious you're not. That's not going to happen. And he knows well that he's not going to really do that. I, I think it's a fair cop. Yeah. What I think is really frightening is that when you called me on this, the impact of it is immediate. Mm. You only have to do it once yeah not follow through once yeah and he's like this guy he's yeah. not the cops yeah because mikey does follow through for oh, me yeah yeah he does but i don't think it should be fear of the mom or dad it needs to be fear of the consequence definitely yeah. okay right and so you feeling. have your checklist what yeah. what is the way out of this tina we've okay. got our kids spoiled rotten post christmas yeah. well you know what the the good news is it's all really reasonable advice just you know start modeling the behavior you want your child to do you know if they don't know how to share start showing them how to share involve them in things that make them have to share their right. stuff get them you know so doing random acts of right. kindness okay you know if they've got an auntie somewhere they haven't seen in a long time write them a letter and Send them a card. Right, if they've got clothes in their room that yeah. they no longer wear, we're going to share them with. Think of a who can use them. Yeah. Get them thinking about outside of themselves. This is great. Yeah. Brilliant. Again, better at taking compliments. <laughs> <laughs> also, if it is as bad as this, you kind of have to go to your family members or people that that child is seeing a lot, like the teacher, and tell them that you're concerned, mm. that your child is acting quite entitled and that you're going to need them on board with how you're going to be treating that behavior from now on. Okay. And that if you see, if they see you trying to deal with it, they, to leave you to it. 
Now, this is a solid piece of advice, but one that a is lot of people tricky. are going to be reluctant yeah, to very do. Tricky. Because if you go to your but mother But that's if and, it's drastic, I think. If I went to my mother and said, listen, Mikey's being an absolute <laughs> arse. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey will kill us. And she goes, like, there'll be a little bit of, oh, we thought he was a great lad. Mm. Mm. Oh, trouble in paradise. Yeah, yeah. But Charlotte, if it's as bad as this, everybody already knows Mikey's an arse. Like Mikey's not an arse, but I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah. Let's use a different. If your if child Jeremiah, is acting this way. Is that a good name? Jeremiah? If Jeremiah is acting this way. He sounds like an arse. If Jeremiah is acting this way. Jerry. It's not a surprise to any of the people you're going yeah, okay. to. Okay. They're, they're grateful. They're like, phew, they're mm. finally doing something about this. Yeah, or maybe you don't have to say he's being an arse. You can just go, look, we're trying to clamp down on some stuff with yeah, him at the moment. Yeah, you never lead with he's being an arse. That's, mm. I, I was never condoning that. <laughs> it's not a technical Montessori no, term. Never... During the arse phase <laughs> of the child's development. Okay, that's number okay. one. Yeah, well, that's number two. That's number two. I yeah. wasn't listening to number <laughs> Number three, be consistent. You gotta just be consistent. Get you and your partner on the same page. Make sure your child knows you're on the same page. And, you know, set reminders in your phone if you have to. Sometimes I've had to do that. I've had to set reminders in my phone. what's gotten you to this place, yeah. in my opinion. Inconsistency. Inconsistency yeah. over Christmas, where it's like, well, you don't have to go to bed at that time, really. Mm. We're all going to yeah, stay up and watch this. This is the point. Restoring the consistency yeah. might involve what? Putting up a timetable? Timetable, visual timetable is brilliant. Uh, or just, you know, a timetable if they can read. Because mm. what would you call that? A literal? A schedule. A yeah. schedule. Okay, sorry. I'm like, visualist pictures. What? Yeah, that's yeah. just a normal timetable. Yeah, yeah. Or it's an absolutely brilliant time to get them all to have their own visual calendar in their room. It's mm. January. This is great. It's Bloody a new year. loved an organizer. Yeah, an organizer. God, I can't think of any of my words. That's because I was at Charlotte's show for the last two nights. And normally I'm well asleep in my bed by nine o'clock and I've been out till one and I don't know what's happening to my body. God, you literally watched the shows. <laughs> like I was the one that did them. I had to anyway. listen to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Number. being consistent, right? Set your rules. Achievable. Four is always a good number, I think. Five just sounds too many to a kid. Before mm. they're like, at least it's not five. Four what? Four rules in your hands. Right. Be consistent with them. Yeah, and just... What is expected behavior? What are, you know, put them on the fridge. Yeah. You know, and then as they become uh, normal, take them off the fridge. What's There's mad about worse. a lot of these advice that you give to is like, it's very simple. Oh, it's so simple. That it's not like your whole family needs to <laughs> remove all this no, stuff. No, it's and so you need simple and it's not negative. It's just very reasonable. And we'll on, take one evening. Oh, look, Joe, we all, it sounds simple, but we all forget. Even I mm. forget sometimes. And then that's why this show is actually great for me because I'm like, I'm reminding myself of everything I would do in the classroom. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you know, I'm not always that consistent at home as I would be in the classroom. <laughs> When you're like, Tina, you well, told I, me I, 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 not to react when he does that. And I'm like, oh, no, I it's forgot. All, it's no. all worry based, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Every, everything that we're hearing from parents yeah, on they're this. Worried. And it's always, who own. is he going to, who is she going to turn into? Who are they going to be as a grown up? We all are saddled with that worry, definitely. The other thing about doing this, and how many more do we have to go here? Just two more. Two more to go. But before we get to the other two, January is a tough month. 
Mm. Uh, so the reluctance of some parents to introduce what you were saying here is uh, they're having a tough as the decorations are down. It's tough now. Mm. This this will be the right track, though. This is the thing. It's like s- sometimes, yeah, there can be a screw the world. What was it all for with kids yeah. in January? Because it's like maybe they weren't spoiled and they just felt, feck this. I was really good and mm. I didn't get what I wanted. And now it's just back to school and we go again. I certainly had some existential angst in that <laughs> way oh, in January. And uh, look, having a schedule and an idea that yeah. we're going to work for this and then we've got a holiday in February. We've got that to look forward yeah. to. I did think putting things on the horizon. Yes, that's really good. To give things a direction. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You are the one who's taught me that. I used to very much, I'm very... What was it what my friend Nula Tully used to say to me? I'm so easily pleased because I wake up every morning and I'm what quite happy. What a lovely happy. thing for a friend to say. <laughs> but it's true. I'm not, I'm not being mean And she about... met me at the time. No, not yet. No, well, there you go. But I do tend to just, like when you used to tell me how, how difficult you found going back to school or the summer holidays being over and I'd be like, well, sure, like that's just life. And I'd be happy enough to just do the next day. But actually you have helped me with, the whole scheduling and the rosters and knowing focus. what's coming yeah. and the focus and what something to look forward to has been really good. So I would definitely recommend that. This is number four. Stop buying your kids stuff. Just stop. And I'm saying that to myself. Jared's looking at me like, Tina, you never stop buying my kids You're a stuff. whore for Zara. I love buying my clothes. That He doesn't even, he doesn't even care about the clothes. There's so, look, this has to be mentioned. <laughs> clothes for young lads. Oh, it's terrible. Like, I want there's my- a certain point where they decide, uh, I guess all boys are going to wear tracksuits for now for until they're 21. Yeah. Like, I'm screwed. When Mikey is 13, he will no longer fit in sour clothes. Where am I going to go for him in those in-between a years? A man's shop, the way he's growing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> That's just me worrying. Stop buying them stuff. Stop is, buying them. Like, it is a, it's probably an easy thing when you consider how bloody tight things are. Yeah. And But stop buying them stuff, but give them pocket money. And now when they want things, they save. You have your pocket money. And they get an appreciation of money. I don't think we're teaching our kids about money as much as we used to. And it's so dangerous for them not to value money. How much pocket money did you get? When I was a kid, I didn't really ever get pocket money. My parents were very generous, so if I needed anything, I got it. But like I had I had a job by the time I was 11 mm-hmm. in Tommy's Mini Market, getting paid 20p an hour. Oh, Killing that life. Stuff. <laughs> Put that away. <laughs> Let them have the opportunity to, to get some pocket money and save and, you know, build up to something and then appreciate it. Gotcha. I'm saying this completely to myself too. I know that. Okay, final one. Number number five. Number five, ignoring the undesirable behavior. And okay. praising the good stuff? Always praising the good stuff. We don't do that, you know, no, we as don't. people like, that's the one see we it all the, the time. All parents, so all the time. Much. I mean, and then they wonder, why is my kid like, sometimes you'll hear parents go, they, they, I feel like they want me to shout at them. They do, because they want you to get down to their level, look at them and shout in their face. If you get down to their level and praise them, they're going to start seeking that out more too. All they want is your focus. All they want is to think, God, look at this. I'm getting so much attention from my parents. So instead of shouting, try and ignore. And when you see them doing something good, get down to their level and go, do you feel like sometimes you have two kids? All the time. Sorry, is that okay to say that? All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs>
2023. We're off and running in 2023. Mm. And I feel like it's going to be a huge year for Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. We have so many great things planned for the yeah, show. It's very exciting. Year. We want to hear from you, though. We want to hear the mm. topics that you want covered and see the areas that you'd like us to go into. Maybe you don't have a question specifically mm. on it, but there's a subject you want addressed. We have the address book out. We are well able to track down the guests that you might want to hear on the show. Mm -hmm. Or maybe there's just theme that you're after, that you're just, you can't reveal why you're yeah. asking, mm. but you want to know about it. Honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail.com. Tina, here's my question for you. Okay. What was the hardest part of Christmas for you in terms of being the parent you want to be? I hate. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Okay, but I, I, I. You hate having questions sprung on you. I do. I hate it. <laughs> For me, the hardest part of the Christmas, I guess, if I think about it, I found the same stress as a lot of people I've gotten in touch with before, trying not to interfere when you saw other parents being batshit. No, that's what they're at different parties and stuff we were at. Yeah. And just trying to be like, oh, cool, 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 cool. So you just let your two-year-old drink Coca-Cola. Mind themselves oh, at the party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's totally cool. Oh, yeah. no, that fire has no fire guard on it. But you sure, you know, this is how they learn. Okay, yeah. okay, oh, I've okay. I'm good at closing my eyes on that stuff. I'll yeah. tell you right now what the hardest part for me was. Um, The hardest part for me this Christmas was watching adults be pig ignorant to children. Watching other adults being inconsiderate to kids. Right. And I wanted to be like, you get that's a child, right? You get that what you're doing. Like, I found it very hard not to go, are, are you aware that that's impacting that child the way you're acting right now? And it's a darker answer. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, I wanted to grab someone by the lapels at one point. Well, this just... To be clear, because like a lot of our media family do listen to the show, this was not at one of those Christmas dinners, anything oh. like that. Before I get like yeah, in big trouble, <laughs> no, 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 no. This was at uh, this was at a gathering, definitely. And I know what you're talking about. And yes, I can't believe I forgot that. That is my memory again. Ah, uh, yeah, watching that was hard, definitely. Because you know what it is when you watch it. Uh, and a grown-up be cruel to mm. a child. Well, uh, what you're talking or, or about... Or kind of, uh, they have an axe to grind with you. I found it shocking. And they take it out on your child. Yeah, that is what you're talking That's about. That's what I'm talking about. You're talking about a grown-up who doesn't like you, and they took it out on your child. And they directed and it at your kid. I was so shocked by that behavior. I nearly, I actually nearly vomited. I was, I was quivering with rage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that was... How do I move by these things so I fast? Don't, I don't know. Well, it's it's a <laughs> skill because deleting that stuff from your short-term memory is yeah. something I wish I could do. Yeah, but, but I can't unsee it's, it. It's not great though because then I'll just remember it all of a sudden I'll be really sad again. And but, then you'll punch me or something. <laughs> who would never do that? <laughs> yes, yeah. that was real. And if anyone has, I don't know if we'll ever get over that. I don't think there's a, mm. I don't think there's a way of. Like this is why Christmas is tough, a challenge. Yeah, but what was tough? What was tough about that was our child was so felt it. confused. Yeah. yeah, he felt the rejection too. And Why we did they not had like to then 
me and Charlotte had to go, well, what do we do here? Because mm. obviously we have never explained to our child. He'd never known what it was like to have somebody not like you for nothing you've done. Yeah. And we had to go to honesty mm. and just explain to him why that happened and that we were sorry it happened. And unfortunately, there are some grown-ups who are pig ignorant. Like this an episode of The Simpsons where a zookeeper is trying to explain to Bart that some people are just buttheads. <laughs> and some people are just buttheads. And you can't uh, pretend to your child that everyone's a nice person. Mm, they're just, they're not. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Or they've got their own stuff going on. Like in, in so many no, ways. Jared, that when we talk to kids about bullies, we're going, yeah, yeah, well, that's awful. It was a terrible behavior, but there's probably something underneath that. I would really like to hear from people because I would really like people to get in touch about this. Because Has this happened to you? It, who? Who would do this? What kind oh, of oh grown I think up grown-ups do it. I think grown-ups, when their... they don't like a parent, they take it out on the kid. No. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I yeah. just can't fathom that. Think That's about just it. Awful. That's just horrible. Well, we've seen it on the sidelines of football matches. Yeah, but that's I mean, different. It, like, this was proper... Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, across the line, all yeah. right. Uh, one of the tougher members, memories this Christmas, yeah. I'll have to say. Well, so <laughs> but you've me, done a brilliant job <laughs> deleting it, Tina. I'm just living so it So maybe again that's now. your advice on this. <laughs> Be like me. Completely forget it happened. <laughs> I just heard you on News Talk. I don't need advice on anything specific. I just feel really lost. I have a 13-month-old and I'm 13 weeks pregnant. I'm not coping with one feeling like I'm drowning and think I'll go fully insane with two. House is upside down. I'm crying constantly. I can't get into the Christmas spirit. I just feel so depressed. I'm making my husband miserable too. I just can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. My baby cries so much, and I think it's probably my fault. I just feel like I'm a terrible mother. Please help. Tina, how do you answer an email like that? Well... Straight away was what I did because I thought, oh my God, this poor woman. I felt really happy that she had reached out because she does sound like she's in a terrible place. And um, I think it's really important for all of us to remember that if anyone opens up to you like this, you've got to get them to go to the doctor, which is what I told her to do. Advised her to go to her GP and just tell them or her, Everything. She's just told me. I also said, you're completely not on your own with these feelings. Mm. Like, women are thankfully talking, speaking more about how horrific you feel as a mom, a mother. It's not all rainbows and sunshine lollipops. Oh, yeah. And you're told. Yeah. You're made feel yeah. like a bad person for not yeah, whereas like being in the throes of bliss. I think it's much more normal reaction if you have a 13 month old child and you find out you're pregnant. I think it's much more to feel normal to feel complete overwhelm. I think her feelings are valid and normal, but she's, she's saying it herself. She's really overwhelmed. And I feel like you gotta reach out and get the help. The reason I feel comfortable saying that is because we obviously struggled to I was never supposed to get pregnant. We got very lucky. We got pregnant one night. Um, it was a horrific pregnancy. I lived in the rotunda. Very lucky. We got to have Mikey. He then had a very tricky birth. He was very sick. We were in a hospital. Still very lucky all the time. Now, unlike this person, I did not get sad. I felt, which was 
confusing to me. You got something else. I got really... Post-traumatic stress. Yeah, but I didn't know it. I didn't know it at all. And what I had was, I thought my wound was infected. The pain in my stomach was so bad. And I couldn't do anything about it until I fixed Mikey first and had him safe. And it was so weird because when I went to the doctor about it finally, and I took real courage because I thought, you're the whole time going, everyone's going to think I don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. Fine. You don't know what you're doing. It's okay to not know what you're doing. And I went to the doctor and he was like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just anxious. You. This is anxiety. You're afraid. And I was like, whatever. There's no way pain can feel like that and it's anxiety. But he gave me tablets. And I could not believe oh, this fear around your baby and this overwhelm could manifest like that. And when I took the tablet, I always feel like it was like clouds came away from my eyes or over my body. I felt like it's really weird feeling, but I felt like I definitely was so grateful I got the help. What if I kept struggling? Who knows what would happen? So I don't know what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is if somebody reaches out to you like this, Convince them to get the help because they will, it will help. Mm. Whatever the doctor does to recalibrate the chemicals in your body, all these hormones, it's okay to get that help. It doesn't mean you're a bad mom. It's okay to feel the way she's feeling. And this is why I did a post the other day about mom friends and community. You need other people who are going through the same thing as you. You need to know you're not the only person whose baby won't stop crying. You are not the only person whose baby won't stop. You need to reach out. You, It's never too late. There are so many different things to do. Just turn up. Just talk. Just introduce yourself. Meet these people. I mean, it happens very naturally when they start going to nursery or Montessori. But go out and do the things first. Go do baby massage. Go do all these baby yoga classes. And if you can't do that, Send me as many emails as you need to because I will be there and I will help you. And you will f- help them find those groups. Find the groups. Because find Tina, this advice is so important in January, which we all know is the toughest month of the year yeah. mentally. I think this advice goes all the way. Mm. I think that this isn't just a baby advice no. because even when we went to England, yeah, we spent way too long by way ourselves. Way too long. And I feel like that's why I'm really pushing it because I've learned from my own mistakes. The second you found yeah, your community. Yeah, the second I found a community of mothers, I'm a much happier person yeah. because you're not alone anymore. And you're somebody not. Somebody you can tell. There's someone you can go complain about your kids to <laughs> and laugh about yeah. it together and be like, why are they doing all these mm. things, you know? Well, I'm delighted that we can be that for people yeah. on some level too. Uh, you got in touch with this mom. You I have did. been in touch. I've been in touch with her a few times and I've told her Get in touch with me, whatever it is with the baby. Why is the baby crying? What's happening? We'll try and figure it out. How's she doing now? Well, she, I, the last time we spoke, I was still encouraging her to go to a doctor. Mm. And she said she was going to do that. I haven't heard from her yet with any of the actual Mm. behaviors of the baby and what she needs help with there. But I was saying to her, you need to focus on yourself and get yourself to a better place first. But I hope that I've, I hope that, you know, I really hope we get to a point where no mom feels guilty for feelings when they have a beautiful baby. These are just emotions. And the same way we try and teach your child, 
Your emotions are valid. It is okay They're to never be sad wrong. sometimes. They're never wrong. They're it's, just your yeah, feelings. They can't be wrong. Those are your feelings. Yeah. We need to learn how to manage them better. Love you it. Know? That is our show for this week. Tina, thank you so much for doing this. It's so good to be back 2023. And I really would love you to read this email out because it's such a positive start to the year. Mm. And it refers to maybe your biggest success the technique that you suggested this last yeah, year I can't claim that technique it definitely passed on to be my another lovely mother but definitely worked for us and I'm happy to keep passing it out there it is a lovely email I, I'm always really happy when parents get back to me and it's really great when you feel like okay did they yeah but those are they're doing it mm. they, you know you're so happy for them and this lady said that she just wanted to say Happy New Year and she wanted to start off the year for us on a very positive note and to let us know that the DIY dinners has now evolved into one dinner sit down for all of them and they're all trying all the things on the table. I get so excited hearing this because I just know that means so much of this woman's stress you taken away from her day. She said even the gravy in the side bowl. By the end of the meal, they're mixing it up with everything. I mean, Class. that is massive. She was like, I've been in touch before. You heard my kids were the kids who wouldn't allow food, touch other food on the plate. Now we're even going out for family dinners. They're ordering from the menu and they're trying food off my plate while I eat. I mean, she sent me a photo, which obviously I can't share, but I know this woman is just so relieved. And I, I relate to it because I remember the only reason I know about this idea is because our own child was such a fussy eater. He had a nightmare. Flippin' nightmare. And a beautiful mother told me about this. And it, it's like, it's hard to explain. I say tapas because you basically put all the food separately in bowls and you give them the empty plate. And they're just choosing. And what you're trying to do is take the pressure off food. Do you know, take, you're not in charge. They're, they, you're in charge. They think they're in they charge. They think they're in charge. They're not in charge. <laughs> and they're trying everything. And when there's no stress, they actually will fry everything. And the meals look the same every night because it's displayed the same, but you're offering different foods all the time. And gradually, gradually, you just take that the away. away. Yeah. And you just plate it up. And it works. And it's brilliant. And it changed our life. And that is not the only person to get in touch about yeah, this. This is the right So it's not my idea. I can't claim it. It was passed on to me, but it did change our life too. So I'm so happy when she got in touch. I was really thrilled. And I was also really happy to be the number one parenting podcast this week. <laughs> Take that, Amy Huberman. We'll be back next week with more Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid. But please do get in touch. Tina, thanks so much for this. Thank you, Jerry. I loved it. Talk to you next week, Tina. I won't talk to you between now and then. <laughs> Promise. <Yeah>. Promise. <laughs> Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid is an Irishman abroad podcast presented in association with Go Loud. Editing, research, and production by Jarlath and Tina Regan. Find us on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad today. Don't forget to email Tina your questions on honey you are ruining our kid at gmail.com because hey, in all fairness, it's hard to raise kids not to be gobshites.